Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5, the bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. Listen, guys, it's another week, another sort of... Uh, time period where we kind of count down to real football games happening. But after watching the first preseason games, because again, here's the thing, we haven't had football in the longest time. And when that happens, we, we really try to like nitpick these preseason games. But I did see something from the Chargers. Like, like when you look at the three teams that we cover in our region, we, we, we cover the Rams, we got the Raiders, we got the Chargers, and during the course of the season, we will have all of our beat writers come on and talk about their respective teams. The team, however, that I'm the highest on, and I'm not going out on a limb here, is the Los Angeles Chargers. And this is a very significant season for them because when they have had some semblance of success, they have usually found a way to... Um, how do I say this? Uh, crap the bed. Uh, they have not done well. So let me tell you this. So last season, the Rams have a terrible defense of the Super Bowl. And this is really the moment where the Chargers can kind of, you know, go, go on a run here. And they have a 27-0 to lead on the Jacksonville Jaguars. And what happens? They blow that 27-0 to lead and lose to the Jaguars. And it... And, and, like, in a weird way, it would have been better for them to just gotten blown out or lost that game or not even make the playoffs. Because when you're a team like the Chargers, you, you have this thing where you charger it up or with the Clippers, you know, you clipper it up or something like that. And it's low-hanging fruit, and I hate to even say that, but these are the comments that are made in Los Angeles. And so when you're in Los Angeles and you're trying to grow a fan base, you really need to take these moments. And that's why, like, this moment for, for the Clippers, for example, when you have Kawhi Leonard, when you have Paul George, when you have on paper one of the best teams in the league, you have to find a way to parlay that into some success. So with the Chargers, they really not only on paper look like one of the better teams. Yes, they're in a tough division. I don't know if it's as tough as people make it out to be. You got the Chiefs, and that's kind Uh-oh. of it. You got the Chiefs, and that's it. I'm not that high on the Raiders. I'm not that high on the Broncos in, in terms of them being Super Bowl contending teams or playoff teams. They, they may su- surprise me. The Chiefs are their one big competition. But outside of that, the, the Chargers have an opportunity here, and they beat up on the Rams in week one, and I, and I well, we'll see how the Rams do, one of the youngest teams in the league. But, guys, I, I kind of wanted to start there because now we actually do. We were talking about the dog days of summer where we didn't have a lot to talk about. Now we have preseason football. We have another weekend of more preseason football. The Raiders are coming to town. It, when I say coming to town, they're coming to Los Angeles, their former home, to play the Rams. And uh, all, the Saints are playing the Chargers. So let, I, I do want to start off with the Chargers. How good can they be? Is this a, not only a playoff team, but can they be a championship team? Yes, I'll start here. I think they, look, saying a Super Bowl team, 
I mean, yeah, you need a quarterback, right? I mean, we look at it with the 49ers. They can never win the Super Bowl because they lack a quarterback, right? Like, look at the teams that have won a Super Bowl. And the Eagles were close with Jalen Hurts. And it was Jalen Hurts versus Patrick Mahomes, who were the two best quarterbacks in the National Football League last season. Okay, and that's why Burrow and the Bengals have a chance. So the Chargers, yes, because they have Justin Herbert, they have a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Now, we just look at their schedule. By the way, Brandon Staley's going to get fired if they don't win at least one playoff game this year. I think we can all agree on that. But let me look at their schedule really quick, right? You play the Dolphins. That's a 50-50 game. Dolphins are pretty good. Titans, that's a win. Vikings, I'm going to say win. I think the Vikings are going to regress a little bit. Raiders win. schedule game? Let's go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) We're looking at schedule. Raiders win. They'll split with the Raiders. The Raiders always get one on, like, their division opponents, usually. Uh, They'll probably beat the Chiefs once, too, the Raiders. Out of nowhere, Jimmy G will have, like, a a master class, and they'll they'll win. Um, Cowboys, I'm going to say a loss, even though I think the Cowboys are probably the most overrated team in the league every year. Uh, Chargers, Chiefs. They're going to split, right? So even if we count that a loss, they beat the Bears. They okay. We'll give the the Jets a win over the Chargers. Okay, and if you're just looking down, they should it should equate, <laughs> you know, to like eleven wins, eleven wins around them. They do have a tough schedule, but I don't see the Patriots beating them. I don't see the Packers beating them. I think they could take they should take care of business against the Broncos once or twice. The Bills, that's a tough team, um, but I think they could win that game to get to 11, 11 wins. I mean, I think it's certainly in the realm of possibility. The issue with the AFC is it's not like the NFC. The Chargers play in the NFC. We'd be talking about them like like NFC favorites, right? It's, it's, it's Eagles, Niners, and everybody else. There's no one else good in the NFC, pretty much. I mean, perhaps the Lions, perhaps the Saints because of their easy schedule. I know Armand wants me to say the Bears, but let's be real. The, the Bears are <laughs> right, not winning. Fields. More Justin than, Fields. Justin Fields. Relax. Justin Fields is excellent, but they're not winning more than eight games. They're still a year away. I think next year is the year they're going to win ten plus games, possibly if Justin Fields progresses the way he should. Wins. But no, they're not winning ten games. I'll guarantee you right now. Like we can bet five hundred dollars, they're not winning ten games. Like I'll tell <laughs> you right now, they're not winning ten games. Let me get my notes they're again. Ten games. They're not winning ten games. Justin, and that's even if just, that, they're winning eight. If Justin Fields is excellent, dude, they're not beating the Lions. The Lions are a much better team. The Packers are probably a better team, even without Aaron Rodgers. And the Vikings are a much better team. So the Bears are still the fourth best team in that division. They have a ton of holes still to fix defensively. Offensively, Armand, you're right. They're going to be way better with DJ Moore. They added the offensive line. But going back to the Chargers, Arash, AFC is amazing. I don't know if the Chargers can can get through Jacksonville, Cincinnati. Casey or Buffalo. Real quick, Brandon, I think you're 100% right about Brandon Staley. I've always liked him as a coach, but when you're given that much talent, uh, you you do have to uh, produce some postseason success. I mean, I mean, the, there was a lot of talk when they lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars, and we talked about this on the show back then. If they don't beat Jacksonville, will he keep his job? Not only did they lose to Jacksonville, when you blow a 27-0 to zero lead, you, what, what happens is you lose the trust of the locker room, you lose the trust of the fan base. Oh. That has not happened, at least with the locker room. And because of that, he is back. But you're 100% right, Brandon. If he does not at least win one playoff game, if he does not get them to at least the divisional round, I kind of think he might get, have to get to, to the conference championship game. He may not be back. Oh, he's going to be fired for sure if he doesn't get there. All right. I need everybody to know, as this is my first time getting to speak, 
Um, everyone, buckle. <laughs> this is this is going to be a roller coaster of a, of a show. I will in the radio business. This is called for teasing. Before the end of this segment, I have a question for Armand. So Armand, you get ready, my friend. Uh, Brandon, you're a star. Whatever you just went into, you went into five different teams' the schedules and <laughs> trades in the off season within three minutes. That was absolutely incredible. Um, I need to push back on something that was said. The official start of football for this year and for this season wasn't the Hall of Fame game, wasn't week one. This is Wednesday, which means yesterday, which was Tuesday, which means that Madden NFL 24 oh. is officially out in the world. That, my friends, is the start of the football season. There oh, my go. God, let's go. So That's Brandon's what I'm talking about. There we wow. Go. Look at Yo, wait a minute. By the way, the Tribune, look at you with the $100 deluxe version. He's playing. No, no, the version no. Four the days early. Version. He's playing it four <laughs> days is. early before everyone else. But anyway, um, what were we talking about? The Chargers, the Lightning Bolts, the best jerseys in the NFL. Um, yeah. Look, I really, truly believe in Brandon Staley and Kellen Moore. Um, we talked with Fernando um, when Herbert signed his contract extension. Uh, Kellen Moore is a future head coach. It is a guarantee. He will be one within three years. The fact that he even took this coordinator job speaks on Brandon Staley, which I understand the lack of success. I don't think necessarily some of the tools have been in place. I think things that get lost in conversation as Brandon Staley was somehow crowned the the new young thing that was like going for it on fourth down and going for two at the beginning of the, like, first off, that's really just simple mathematics and possessions and like timing those things out. But he's been a defensive coach. He is a defensive coach. So he was, in my opinion, using this forward thinking offensively, but he never, he never necessarily had the pieces defensively. And now he can truly focus on that. Not only because his offense is hella talented by themselves, but now he has Kellen Moore, someone that he trusts. Um, and I'm I'm all in on the charges. Like they're always gonna be good. Are they gonna win? That's the thing. Last year, Aras, to your point, last year I was on air as Devontae Adams was traded to the Raiders. My head almost exploded. We were playing Will Smith's Wild Wild West. We were like, <laughs> this might be the craziest division ever in football yeah. history with Russell Wilson to the Broncos. And that's not what it turned out to be. Yeah. This year, I think there's an argument between the AFC East and, and the West to be the best division in football. We'll see how the Jets pan out. The Patriots always somehow pull out wins. We'll see. We'll see how that plays out. But this division is still tough. It is still probably Chiefs underneath um, the Chargers. But with that being said, and the added playoff teams, like they're going to make a push and they're going to be good. It's just, I don't know, like, okay, so they go 12 and four and they play a close game and they lose to whoever on wild card Saturday on the NBC Saturday 4 p.m. game or whatever they do for that first weekend of the playoffs. Like, are you really telling me you're going to fire this guy? Because yeah. of like, it's a tough, it's a tough circumstance though, man. And like, I, and I, and I agree with that, but here's the problem. I mean, you're talking about a franchise, by the way. I don't know if our, of Brandon, but I think you guys remember this. When they had Philip Rivers back in the day, and they were rest in peace, Schottenheimer. Rest in peace, Marty. Ma Marty Schottenheimer goes freaking thirteen and three. I think. I mean, it was one of the most amazing. Fourteen and two. I think. Fourteen. It was just. It was nuts. And then, and then he loses in the playoffs. I, I think he may have even lost. Not. Not. He didn't lose in the championship game. So he loses in the divisional round. So again, they they get that first round by, and they get that home divisional game. 
and they lose it. And then it, it was the most amazing thing. Again, whether it was 14 and two or 13 and three or 12 and four, it was something like that. He got fired because of the expectation. And that's what you have here. You have a transcendent quarterback in Justin Herbert, and you've spent a ton of money on the defense. You spent a ton of money to really make this one of the more talented teams in the league. And not only just on the football field, A, they're moving into a brand new practice facility. They're in competition for the, the dollars of sports fans here, not only against the Rams, that's a big deal, of course, but against the Lakers and the Dodgers and whatnot. And, and at the end of the day, you need to win. And even that's not a guarantee for success. Look at the Rams. I mean, again, the Rams are right now, I would argue, between the two, the, the more popular team, but it's not by a ton. And so the Chargers are kind of within, uh, you know, shot of being a competitive team, a team that the city of Los Angeles can get behind. It's the more affordable ticket, by the way. So you can make your jokes all you want. But if you want to get a casual fan to a game, don't charge $100, $200 to go to a game. So you can affordably go to a, a Chargers game. And this team has the ability to be an impressive team, an exciting team. So... You know, yeah, listen, by the way, Los Angeles is a bit gets out. So if you start winning, people will support you. Uh, I really want to just add our YouTube, not only where you can see this, youtube.com slash at Sporting Trib. Uh, my interview with Sean Merriman that happened uh, yeah. about a month, month and a half ago. Talk to him specifically about that, like how it pained him for those teams to never actually win and to the point that he's like, I will never go to a Super Bowl in his life because he never got to play in one. Uh, so there was some good stuff there, but I know Brandon has more hot takes. Go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> look, <laughs> I, I get the admiration about Kellen Moore. Okay. Kellen Moore is great. You're absolutely right. Adrian, he's going to be a head coach in the national football league, perhaps the bears head coach within a, within a year or two. I just oh, don't love, uh, what is that? Eberflus. Uh, isn't that his name? Eberflus. Eberflus. He's not a good coach. He's going to get Based fired. Based on what? Based on what? He's just not. He's His not last good. name? No, he's just not a good coach. I mean, like, look at. I mean, look, they won more games than they should have last year. They probably win more games than they should this year. But it doesn't equate a good coach. That's because he is a superstar quarterback. We won like, three games. You know what I'm saying? That's more than they that's thought. Still more, sorry, that's more than they thought. That's more than they thought. They thought they were going to win one or start. Three Why am I a Bears fan in here? I'm trying to. Three and 14, is, three and 14 is admirable, considering they thought they'd win zero or one game last year. But uh, look, the, the thing. Look, I have to say this. Brandon Staley, you think he's a good coach, Adrian? Yes. He's absolutely not a good coach. <laughs> what, what are you, you mean? talking about? No, he what are you talking like about? He chokes in every big game. He chokes in every big game. He all he does is he wants check downs to Austin Eckler. He stops passing the football when they're up 25 and then chokes when stuff is working. He has awful play calls. I mean, Justin Herbert should have been amazing last year, even without his weapons. And he was not that great. I know he was hurt. And I know he had Josh Palmer as his wide receiver Maybe one Justin for Herbert a few weeks. That good. Huh? How about that? No, that's Whoa. not that's not true. About? That's Whoa. not what true. What do you mean? What do you mean? Hold Brandon on. Staley, Brandon hold Staley's on, living off of hold on. Brandon Staley's living off of Sean McVay's excellence. He was only has a job in the National that's, Football that's League because says. Sean McVay. Because of Sean McVay. And that's his leash says about has been so fast he should have been fired a year ago. Before last season. Sure. Like, and I, then what happens? Because what happened when Marty Schottenheimer got fired? 
See what I'm that saying? Like, at least Anthony. Always, at least, at least Anthony. The door. You think the door on the other side or the grass is the always grass is always greener? Like, bro, it is in and, this case. And by the way, for you guys to be like, what do you mean, Herbert? He's a god. No, because we all see his beautiful, amazing passes, like the one he had at MetLife versus the Giants yesterday or, or last year. And he looks like Thor, and he's gorgeous, and the way he throws the football is unbelievably beautiful. Doesn't mean he's like this can't be criticized quarterback all right and like it's a team thing this isn't just a staley specific uh, uh it's not just him in my opinion and go ahead and fire him but make sure you make the right decision following up because the guy that was before him wasn't the right guy and you better make sure the next Lynn? guy is i think lynn's okay he's a player's coach he's not a great nfl coach but like for what he was given i feel like he was okay but uh, let me say this i i think they should have fired staley and hired kellen moore as the head coach not just the offensive coordinator i've always been out on about that Iraq by the thoughts. way we, we we yeah listen kellen moore got fired by the cowboys not his fault i think there's a lot of wrong happening with the cowboys but uh it's not like he left the cowboys to go to a better position uh the cowboys fired him because maybe yeah, I mean, Maybe. by the way, I, I would have left the Cowboys if I was Kellen Moore as well, but it wasn't like Kellen Moore did not. You don't think it's an upgrade? Oh, no, no, no. I think things worked out well for Kellen Moore, but he did get fired by the Cowboys, mainly because Mike McCarthy said, if I'm going to go down, I'm going to go down with the call sheet in my hand. So he basically, I hear um, you. you know, so real quick before we uh, closed out, Team USA wanted to talk to that. I wanted to talk to you guys about Team USA because we had talked about them for following their uh, first exhibition game in Las Vegas against Puerto Rico. Guys, what have you thought about Team USA so far? Armani Buckets, please take the floor. It is amazing to watch this team, not only because of the talent on the roster, but you can just see that each one of these guys is completely egoless and unselfish and does what's best for the team. That is the biggest difference maker between not having the top end talent. Guys like Anthony Edwards are competing like it's the NBA Finals. Jaron Jackson Jr. defensively, Mikhail Bridges, and how about Austin Reeves? I mean, truly... This guy, there was questions about Trey Young coming into it, but this guy's just a winning basketball player. And this comes from someone who, you know, in the playoffs, he would make big plays. But this guy just, any moment in any basketball game, he's composed and unafraid. Six man? He is the six. No, he's the, he's the second coming of Jesus Christ. And Let's be real at this point. And one last thing, one last thing. Do not be, be surprised. Real. Do not be surprised if later on in the FIBA World Cup, we're watching a game and Austin Reeves is in that closing five because you can see that Steve Kerr has a lot of trust in him. Mm-hmm. He's a real legitimate player, and this just proves it even more. You want to talk about? He- you want to talk Go about ahead. trust? You want to talk about trust? And you want to talk about selflessness? Armand, I have a question for you because this is a basketball. And like I said, everyone, we're on a roller coaster. So please excuse me. Um, but Armand, simple question because we only got a couple minutes. If James Harden would have signed a lesser deal and played with the Sixers and not said a single word, would have that, would, would we be talking about this as much as we talked about what happened yesterday and what happened over the weekend with Daryl Moore? Yes or no? If James Harden had. We would not be talking about it as much, if I'm understanding that correctly. So I just get confused on the dialogue that everyone, not just us, we have when 
if on one side of the spectrum he does it, it's okay. But on the other, it's not. When basically those two decisions are the polar opposite. And like, because he wants his money and he wants like his contract and his future to be settled. Like, it's such a crazy thing. And if he would have took took less money, he would have been, oh, man, we love to see it. Everyone's just trying to win. And that's what we that's what we play sports for. Like, I don't know. I just get confused on that. So I wanted to ask you, Armand. It was very important to me personally. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, really quick. I mean, before we uh, close out, I mean, th- this team has been fun to watch. The one question that, that, that we had talked about and we're, we're perhaps seeing it play out is, you know, which young players or what which young player uh, is going to grow the most? Because, again, being a part of this group, being a part of this team, Team USA, playing for your country, playing for Steve Kerr and Spolstra and Ty Lue and Mark Few, you're going to grow a lot. And Reeves grew so much from the previous year to last year, and I think that will just continue. And uh, listen, as Brandon told me, place your bets right now. I mean, he improved a ton last year. He may improve even more this upcoming season. All right, let's leave it there for now. When we come back, we'll be joined by the one and only, the first lady of the show, Hey Wiley, when we come back right here on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, the bet in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Rosh Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mighty Air 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or comment or just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas or Hawaii, and I really mean this, if you call this number, you're going to win tickets, I promise you, 310-400-0340. Listen, let's go out to the Circus Sports Guest Hotline, and joining us is the first lady of the show, my partner in crime, Jihei Wiley. Jihei, how are you? You know, I am awesome this week. I cannot wait. Uh, Thursday starts ABP weekend in beautiful Manhattan Beach, the mecca of beach volleyball, so I'm super stoked. I know a lot of people don't follow the sport, but growing up, it just was our everything, so I'm excited to, uh, to head up. And uh, go to Manhattan Beach, and even though it's like a five-minute drive, <laughs> but I, I'm excited to go and uh, to head that up. So super, super stoked on that. How's everybody's week going so far? It's been good. It's been a good week. Uh, we're kind of all over the place. We got Daydream in Las Vegas. I'm in Manhattan Beach. Brandon will be heading back out to the Big A uh, next week uh, to to, to, <laughs> to cover that team over that team over there. I'm, I'm sure oh, fantastic. They, they, they've really sucked the life out of, out of Brandon this season. Well, no, Brandon's still shining over there. First off, baby blue hoodie, spectacular. He's got the one hair curved out. I appreciate should be like an official, appreciate that should be the official logo. And then uh, Mr. Markazi, uh, look, sometimes I got to come in here and remind you that the logo behind me and the logo right here on my microphone, like, Every day it's growing in a matter of ways, not only with the show being on YouTube and everything, but we've got a few pickups. Can we give some love to, to the new members of the team? 
Yeah, so we got Lauren Jones will be helping us with the Rams. Lauren uh, comes to us from Spring Hill uh, Media. She was working with Le- LeBron James. Oh, and, from Bron. I love it. And Maverick Carter <laughs> and the crew over there. And uh, listen, she has a, a, a USC graduate. She's worked at ESPN, Fox Sports, in a variety of places. Um, and Alicia Del Valle will be helping us with hosting duties, really kind of telling the story of the culture of the community. We're going to have her out at Tailgates and other events. Uh, Fredo Cervantes will, helping, will be helping her uh, tell these stories. And again, you know, when, when, one of the things that we really wanted to do with the Sporting Tribune, as you guys know, is not just cover the games and the events, but really uh, tell the story about the culture of the community. And so whether it's a watch party, whether it's a tailgate, whether it's a fan out there who has a, an amazing collection of cards or memorabilia, just really, you know, finding unique stories out there. So um, those uh, two fine uh, young women have uh, joined us. By the way, both USC graduates, and I'm not just saying that because I went to USC and Brandon went to USC, but uh, really happy to have them joining us. And again, uh, extending our, um, the Sporting Tribune in Espanol, we're having a lot more coverage of that uh, this upcoming uh, week with a lot of big soccer matches as well. So we have a lot going on here at the Sporting Tribune, Adrian. I love the the Big Ten inclusion in the Sporting Tribune. Started with me and my Buckeyes, and now the USC Trojans. Just really shout out to the Big Ten. I cannot wait for that championship game here at Allegiant Stadium, not at where the Colts play in Indianapolis, where there's only two Applebee's and one steakhouse. I'm tired of it, bro. I'm tired of it. It's time to come to Las Vegas. Yeah, it was interesting. That was a report this week that the Big Ten is now thinking of uh, moving their uh, conference championship football game to Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. That that makes a ton of sense. I mean, you know, when you're talking about that conference championship game in December, no disrespect to Indianapolis, but no one wants to go to Indianapolis in December. You know, you know, with the old Big Ten, that was a central location. Now that you have USC, UCLA, and um, Oregon and Washington, and we'll see if they step up there. Uh, you know, there's no reason to c- continue to have the game there. Have it in Las Vegas. Uh, folks from around uh, the country would love to go there to watch a conference championship football game. And uh, speaking of college football, the the Associated Press preseason poll came out. Uh, USC coming in at number six. I think that's about right. Uh, Brandon, as you looked at the list, and again, I mean, we 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 knew who would be at the top of the list. I mean, the, the defending champion Georgia Bulldogs, uh, no surprise coming in at number one. And again, really, no big surprise when you look at the uh, top five of that list. Again, this is the last year of the four-team college football playoff. So the significance is, you, you, if if you want to be in that uh, playoff, you have to find a way to be in that top four. But uh, really quick, I'll give you guys the, the uh, top 10 here. Georgia, number one, followed by Michigan, Ohio State. Yep, yep. It's, it's Alabama at number four, Louisiana State, number five, USC coming in at number six, Penn State, seven, Florida State, eight, Clemson, nine, and Washington at number 10. And by, and by the way, when you want to talk about, you know, why would the Big Ten want to add more Pac-12 schools? Washington at 10, the Oregon Ducks at 15. Those are two national programs now. I don't know if you could say that about Cal and Stanford and some of the other teams, but they had no problem bringing on two more 
West Coast teams, which from a travel perspective will help USC out. Brandon, your thoughts on the top 10 at least? Yeah, uh, I, look, I was a little surprised seeing LSU ahead of USC. I mean, I think USC is a better team. Um, LSU's good. Uh, I just would switch them. I think everything else looked fine to me. I don't know who's going to be playing quarterback at Ohio State or Alabama, but I don't think it ever matters. They're such good systems that they're able to find guys. And then, um, you know, Clemson really has a talented young quarterback in Klubnik, um, and they'll probably win 11 games. I mean, they'll steamroll through that ACC, which is a terrible conference now for football. Uh, it, there's just a few things, you know, like at Georgia, like, yeah, I mean, of course. But again, who's their quarterback? Does it matter? Uh, Adrian, what are your thoughts there? Um, my thoughts are, I'm sorry, I had a, I had a brain fart, Brandon. You're going to have to throw that question back It's okay, at me it's okay, it's okay. But basically, the thing I would switch is I would make Clemson probably higher, and then I'd switch LSU and USC, basically. Well, I will say, Where, like, the one thing is that LSU, my fault, but LSU, like, they play in the SEC, so, like, this is the first, this is the first one. Everything's going to fluctuate, so I wouldn't trip too much over, over it. Yeah, I, I'm... I'm, you know, this one, like I, I think that like rate as far as rankings are concerned, in the very beginning of the season, I think we're all hyphy right now, right about um, just football just being here. <laughs> so I think everyone's just extremely excited. The fact that this this ranking is even out, I think we need to not put a lot of currency on um, this top ten at the current moment in time because, like you said, it's going to fluctuate. It's yeah. gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna switch up and whatever. But I, Brandon, I do agree with you. If we did have to say like this was the end all be all kind of top ten list, um, I would switch SC and LSU because LSU, other than being in the SEC, they haven't proved anything to me. So I, I think that they should be switched. Where would you put Clemson? Yeah, I mean, so Clemson is in the top ten, but did they did they have yeah. a disappointing season? But GK, by the way, I agree with you here. The, the, my problem with the preseason poll is that polls do dictate where teams go and how they end up. And I, I, I often felt you should wait a couple of weeks, you know, wait maybe two weeks, make, wait a month, I don't know, before you have your uh, preseason poll. Because, you know, sometimes you'll, you'll, you'll have a team in the top four, top five, top ten that has no business being there. Yes, by the end of the season, it all shakes out, but it's tough. It's tough when you're not ranked or you're ranked 25th to find your way and to climb your way like up into the top four. So I've always felt, and by the way, the, the actual um, college football playoff standings do wait. They don't come out until I think – I don't Week think six or week seven, week I six, believe. Right? So at least yeah. they wait. I do the same if I'm the Associated Press or the coaches poll, but I, I think from, from a TV standpoint, they That's like why. from a yeah they like saying number one versus number three. I mean, like that means something. But yeah, I, I will mean, say you don't know. I will say uh, the ESPN also released their top 100 players in college football. No surprise who's number one, Caleb Williams. Um, LSU's got about three or four dudes in the top 20. USC doesn't have anyone else in the top 30 for whatever it's worth. And uh, I do want to uh, give some information out. Um, NCAA Football 24 is coming out next year. Ah. EA Sports said that that is going to be going to be happening. And next uh, later this week, I'll be speaking to one of the main guys for Madden to go along with the release. Maybe All we right. get some exclusives. It's very yeah. important for some people. Um, probably only me here in this conversation. But well, I just want to throw that out there. 
Brandon was already playing, so I think the uh, two of you, I, and I think we have to set up some sort of a competition between <laughs> the two of you at some point. I don't know what we would wager or what you guys. All right, so you didn't play on. college football back in the day, NCAA college I football. I did. I did. I loved it. But I, I, I love you. I love you too. <laughs> it should have been. It should have never went. It's just so dumb. And now, obviously, with the NIL stuff, uh, you know, name, image, and likeness, we'll it's going to come we'll back, see. but. We'll see, but it's just like college football is not going to be as fun next year without then this year, in my opinion. Like you lose Caleb Williams, who's the best quarterback in the following class? Like let's, you know, like the players. I mean, guys always break through. Guys always break through. But I'm just saying, like this year, the talent is so substantial compared to the year after, in my opinion. And this year, we're already seeing it with the running back value. Last year it was Bijan Robinson, Jameer Gibbs, like all those guys. Tank Bigsby. This year, who's the best running back? You know, yeah. but it's like, but it's like you said, like, you don't know who's going to have a breakout year this year. You don't know who's going to have a breakout year the following year. Some kid might surprise you that wasn't even on your radar. So I mean, that's saying, what's like, exciting about all this. Yeah, but I'm just saying from like NFL draft prospect perception, oh, okay. like Bijan Robinson going into last year, people knew he was the guy and Jameer Gibbs and Tank Bigsby and guys like that. Now it's like Blake Corum, but he's like 22 and I, I don't age discriminate, but like that concerns some people. He had a major injury, but he's really good. And then who else, you know, who's a great NFL prospect? We're not seeing another Bijan Robinson this upcoming draft. And in two drafts, we're not seeing another Caleb Williams, you know? I mean, I hear you. I hear you. But college football is going to be amazing this year. And again, USC is going to be relevant this year, which is a good thing. That hasn't happened too often in the past, although it happened last year and it'll happen this year. So enjoy. Listen, you're young, Brandon. All right. Caleb Williams is is a future number one draft pick and he is a stud. Enjoy him while you have him, my friend. I was just going to say, everybody, let's, let's revel in the moment. <laughs> it's like, let's not look too far ahead. Let's revel in the moment. Feels like we're at EDC right now. Like, everybody take this and let's just enjoy <laughs> the vibes, guys. Enjoy Wait, the uh, vibes. Real quick, because uh, I, I was just looking at something on social and I was thinking of Jihei. Jihei Splash Fest. Are you taking Splash it? House, yeah. Splash House. What is this? Yeah. Oh, Splash House is the jam. <laughs> you kind of Splash um, No, the Splash House. Oh, it's so good. It's so much fun. Um, it is a version of EDC, but with pool parties instead. So there's three different, um, there, it's in Palm Springs, takes place in Palm Springs, and it's three different hotels that do this uh, festival. And my, my girl, Jay Wara, was on the ones and twos on Saturday. I'm so bummed I missed her. Um, Odessa was playing at night. Um, it was, it was if you're, yeah, if you're, I'm like, if you're really into EDM and like, you know, that kind of house music and stuff, you know the names I'm spitting out there. If you don't, then Google them. They're great. But, um, yeah, they were out there. I am taking this year off of Splash House. I was going to try and go last weekend, and I just, yeah. I, I just, like I Shohei Otani. I understand. We're getting older. But Brandon is the young <laughs> gun here. Brandon, real quick, what, what's, like, what's your <laughs> musical preferences, bro? And, like, you do you do concerts? Are you a festival guy? Like, talk to me. No, I'm not a big festival guy. Um, I do love music. Uh, I, I used to hate country music. Now I love country music. But I've always been a big rap guy. So, it, always. I mean, now, like, but now, like, rap sucks. So, I mean, it's, it's I'm, like, re, <laughs> re-figuring out my love for country and alternative. Because all rap's the same nowadays. They talk about the same stuff. The Trailblazers are getting older. Even Drake's almost 35. You know, it's like... Damn, what is this? Yeah. Man, that's old? 
Drake's been in the game so long, he just makes the same music. He hasn't released good music since like Take Care, or if you're reading this, it's too late. And it's when's the last concert you went to? Um, I actually saw this rapper Young Bands at the Roxy in 2019. Young Bands, 2019. Young Bands. We got to get you out of the show, man. I don't care what it is, but. No, no, but like I, I, I like to think I'm like a rap like nut. Like me and Grant always talk about like always the new music, always like the new up and coming rappers and stuff. So, well, you were yeah. in the trap and stuff too, weren't you, Brandon, for a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I like the hard <laughs> Memphis trap beats, but they're not good rappers. Like my Pusha T is not a great rapper, but I love his beats. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute. Everybody. He's in prison right now, you know. It's okay, he's not, he's <laughs> okay. not going to hear this. He's not going to hear this. We'll see. Give him a recording. Give him on the, on his phone call. They'll be like, "Look, they're talking about you on the Ross Markazi show." <laughs> One phone call of the day. No, but uh, those guys can't rap, bro. Like, like they can't rap. Like, I, I love Big Walk Dog, and I think he can rap for Memphis Memphis Trap right now, but. Some of those guys are just like beat oriented. Like I love Griselda, like, you know, Benny the Butcher and guys like that. Yeah, West Side yeah. Gun. I mean, those are good rappers. Yeah, they're always at WWE show. So you love to see it. Um, Arash, uh, Brandon just brought up being in the trap. Um, when's the last concert you went to? Last concert I saw, this was like not that long ago, maybe a couple. I'm trying to think. Let's, let's see. Oh, I saw Bruno Mars at Park MGM. This was like a, I think last year. So. Comp tickets? Comp tickets? Come on. I know. No, no, no. I get really? it. Really? You shelled well, out? Well, I, I, I'm i not in music. So when it comes to music, I uh, pay. As you guys know, with sports, you know, you got a credential or something like that. <laughs> but listen, like every now and again, I uh, call up our good friends at TickPick and see if they, they have any extra, you know, tickets uh, that are. Arash, you didn't go to, you didn't go see Taylor Swift or off? Here's the thing. I did not. However, I love the experience of being amongst people that love music Something. like that. Well, really, I mean, when I saw her getting like a 10 minutes, seven minutes standing ovation, I'm like, I, I, I've never seen that at SoFi Stadium. Um, so it would have been great to be a part of that. Roman um, Reigns. That girl brings it, by the way. There's no, no break. For that's getting <laughs> there, there's like, dude, she doesn't take a break. So she, there's no lull in her performance. So she's like, where some people are like, okay, let's like go off to the side for a little bit and come back. She doesn't do that. She might switch her instrument, but that's about it. Like, she's there the whole entire time for the whole entire concert. Um, that's why people love her so much. She does, she puts everything into every performance. Um, but yeah, by the way, it would have been so much money. You know how much a Swifty oh, yeah. concert costs? It's insane. Three grand for a ticket. That's for like some 12 year old to enjoy the, the experience. $3,000, you're going to pay three grand for a ticket? I'm good. Like, we can get into great, it. Three grand? We could get into it and like, what's your limit on an experience? Because Yo, I've like, grown older. Yeah. yeah, but listen, as, as I've grown older and I have a kid, I don't care how much money I paid for a Disney trip to Disneyland when I took my son for the first time. I had him on my shoulders when he saw Spider-Man, the animatronic thing yeah. that they do where it looks at, and him flying. There isn't a price you couldn't put that I wouldn't have matched to see his excitement and his energy. So as I've grown older and, and I've been able to go to all these different places, like the experience matters so much more than me than yeah. an actual something that I can hold like a jersey or some new shoes. So mm -hmm. when people are like, I'll spend this much money on this, 
like granted i don't have three g's to spend on anything like that <laughs> but i don't fault anyone yeah i mean you, that for you, though. GA, you touched on this i mean i i think um you may not splurge on things, but when it comes to Duke, I mean, no one loves Duke basketball and Coach K like uh, like Jihei. So I forgot what she said the price was, but to see Coach K coach's last game, forget what happened as the result, but let's just assume that they won that game. I mean, I think you you were you would have paid. Uh, I would have paid for that. Yeah, that, you're right. That that isn't that's that's a separate instance though, because that's like he's never coaching again, kind of thing, that's, right? Like he's never yeah. going to be there again. I think that's like a ten fifteen thousand dollar ticket. Right. I mean, if I had that money, I would spend it. But that's uh, that's like like you said, that's a, an experience. It's like you're never going to get that kind of experience ever again. Brandon, real quick, your favorite athlete of all time. My favorite athlete of all time. Yeah. Oh real gosh, quick. that is tough, man. <laughs> okay, long story uh, short. Long story short, what's the most money you'd pay if you were able to buy a ticket to see their last game ever? It's probably Kobe. So his last game. Um. Oh yeah, those tickets. What's your right? limit? What's your limit? A hundred dollars. No, that's crazy. You're talking to a guy. You're talking to a guy who has an established, you know, uh, like yeah, like a ton of money in his career yet. Like if I had, if I was like rich, yeah, of, course, of course, of course. I've been saving up for LeBron's final game since the moment he signed with the Lakers. I was like, I need to go to his final game. game? His final game when he retires, absolutely, I need to be in the building. He's, he's gonna be a he's, he's gonna be a Laker the rest of his career now because it doesn't I, it doesn't look like Bronny is. it doesn't look like Bronny's gonna play this year, so he's not gonna be in the NBA next year. I, I don't care but. what he is. I'm gonna be in the building. Hopefully, as a credentialed media member, but there's gonna be some other people <laughs> interested in being there. So either way, I will be in the building some way somehow. And my limit to go see that game is ten G's. Ten G's. Wow. I mean, wow. they better be good seats. I'm not spending eight thousand <laughs> in the uppers. You might as you might as you might as you you might as well pay thirty grand and get close to the court. You know. But by the way, real quick before we close, I mean the conversation that, that we're having is the reason that I never lose sight of the amazing opportunity that we have to do what we do. And Brandon, when he's out there covering Shohei Otani, and uh, Adrian, when you're out at games, and uh, GA, by the way, working on GA, heading out to BravoCon. Hopefully, she'll be our correspondent. Yes, make it happen. Good luck. So <laughs> this, is, this is why it's the beauty of what we do is that 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 what people will splurge on, and they should because we certainly would and have this is our job and how cool is that all right that's all the time we have for today let's do it again tomorrow until then this is arash markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy this is the arash markazi show on the mightier 1090 espn radio thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.